This is the Maxiao Leadership Podcast. Hi there, my name is Maxiao. Welcome to episode number two of the Maxiao Leadership Podcast. It's great to have you join us. Can I ask you for a favor? Please hit the subscribe button because it helps more than you think. Give a review and share this with people on social media. That would mean a lot. Also, make sure to download all the episodes because it helps promote the podcast. You can also download the accompanying PDF because it has a summary of the key takeaways of each episode. If you've got questions, you can email me at podcast at maximiao.com and I'll answer to them in a special Q&A episode. If you want to meet like-minded leaders and join the next session of our leadership training and coaching programs, click on the link below to reserve your seat now because there are only a few spots available. And so when I think about visual acuity, I think about that from the sense of like vantage point. The vision, it allows you to see what you can do, where you can go and who you can become. Everything that has been created and everything that will be created, it always starts with a vision. But I personally believe that when you are in those spaces, that is the perfect time to really tap into your your courage to keep pushing forward and the reason that i say that is because in the previous episode i shared part one of the amazing interview that i had with lex gillette if you've not seen it i suggest you go listen or watch it first before coming back to this episode without further ado Let's welcome back Lex Gillette. You know, as, as I said, you know, the, this podcast is about leadership and it's for corporate executive and entrepreneur who want to grow their leadership skills. What is your definition of leadership? I think it is expanding your visual acuity play on words there so i you mentioned my slogan my mantra which is no need for sight when you have a vision it's not sight that ultimately determines our success it's our ability to see that vision to not only see the vision but to then develop a plan connect with the right people and us doing everything in our power to bring that vision into fruition and so when i think about visual acuity i think about that from the 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 sense of like vantage point, viewpoint, being able to see the road ahead, being able to also see through different lenses, because we all have different perspectives, we all come from different ex experiences, backgrounds, cultures, being able to see those things and to understand how that fits into the, the ultimate vision. We all have unique gifts, talents, skill sets, that are useful for the the vision that we're wanting to achieve so really working with others being empathetic stepping in their shoes seeing life through their lens and understanding how to use those things to expand your gaze and ultimately you know guide the group ahead so that you can you know so that you can turn that vision that you see into reality no, absolutely. Uh, and I agree, you know, it's uh, 
it's Jack Welch, the former CEO of GE, who used to say that good business leaders create a vision, articulate the vision, passionately own the vision, and relentlessly drive it to completion. And uh, it's, uh, it's absolutely right that your, your definition of leadership also include that element of vision. So what is your definition of vision? What, what is vision? And, and what difference do you make between sight and vision? Yeah, I think that, so from a vision standpoint, the vision, it allows you to see what you can do, where you can go and who you can become. You think about sight and vision. Sight reveals to us our current reality, the things that we see right now. See your computer, you got your desk here within these four walls. You are able to see everything in its form as it is right now, whereas vision allows you to see past those things. Sure, we have this computer that we're connected on right now, but many, many years ago, eons ago, this was just a machine where say you were doing word processing or eventually you surf the web and someone had the vision to say, oh, we could also use this machine to connect to other people around the world. Someone saw that long before it was in existence. And that was really huge for me because at a time when I had, when I had lost my sight, I felt disconnected from the rest of the world because in a lot of ways, we do live in a visual space. This is a visual world that we live in, but everything that has been created and everything that will be created, it always starts with a vision. You see it within yourself you see it within other people or, or objects before it can become reality. And so I came to the realization that, okay, well, if this is the case, then it doesn't matter whether or not I can see because I just need this vision, this idea. All of these amazing things that we have in our world today were once ideas housed in someone's mind. And then going back to... Um, what, I, what we were talking about just a question ago about, about articulating the vision, seeing the vision, owning the vision, articulating the vision, relentlessly going after it. I think a lot of a, a vision is, is meant to change how we operate. It's meant to change our mindsets, perceptions, society, culture, the world. And something of that magnitude always involves a, a very thought out, plan and beyond that it involves a diverse group of just uh, people from all walks of life because through them again they possess so many different skills qualities talents that are going to be needed in bringing that that vision into fruition you can't do it alone and you don't have to do it alone but again, the first part is more important. You can't do it alone. So something of that magnitude, got to see it, got to develop that plan, got to connect with a lot of amazing people who have these diverse skills and talents and gifts. And, and then, you know, put one foot in front of the other or, or just keep progressing forward um, and bring that vision into fruition, turn that into reality. No, absolutely inspiring. You also said that 
you developed the 2020 vision. Now, can, can you walk us through, you know, what, what are the three things that the leaders can do to develop the 2020 vision? I think that <clears throat> a lot of that is, um, you know, literally just envisioning where it is that you want to be. What types of change do you want to see in the world? What types of problems do you see out there that currently exist, certain challenges, and lock into those things, acknowledge those things first so that you have a, a target, you have a bullseye. This is where I want to go. These are the things that I see that can totally transform the world and, and make our lives you know, easier, how we operate. Um, I think that's a like that is the the starting point. And then from there, it is now connecting with some, you know, for me, I always always felt like when I was in these positions where I saw the vision, I then needed like a a, a soundboard or someone who might be in that space, a similar type of space, who could provide some some feedback, some guidance, and certainly someone who, who you trust um, to give you a, like a, a door opening to the framework that you'll create or the plan that you will put on paper. And uh, so really having that, that session where you can sit down, where you can brainstorm, have a, a think tank of sorts. And then from there, you're really starting to get serious about okay, well, I need to do this step first and that step second, this step third. So start to put into, bring it more into focus as to this is the trajectory or the journey or path that I want to, to go down. This is a starting point. It doesn't mean that as you maneuver forward, things might not change, you know, because certainly there are some alterations, adaptations that need to be made along the way. But at least you have a, a plan that you are able to start with. And that's very important because when I think about it from an athletic standpoint, you think about going to the, the Paralympic Games where that's four years down the line. And a lot of our visions, yeah, it could be five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line. You have to really break that down into smaller pieces, smaller steps. So that as you, all right, on Monday, I'm going to work on speed. On Tuesday, I'm going to work on endurance. Each of those days, you have goals. You have performance measures that you are wanting to, to tackle. And so on Monday, oh, okay, well, I want, to want, I want to run 30 meters, these 30 meter sprints, all at 3.5 seconds. So you have something clear. It's very defined. And you know that every time that you start and finish, you want that clock to be at 3.5 seconds or less. And so I think about that. I think that is, is important as we look at it in the business space as well. Very, very clear, defined goals so that each day that you show up to work, you're seeing that you're making progress because that vision is so far off in the distance that, yes, it feels daunting and it feels like it's super duper far away. Um, but when you can break it down and have these smaller goals, then uh, that gives you the motivation 
and the push that lets you know that I'm getting somewhere. I'm I'm going towards that vision. So to uh, to recap, you know, definitely envision what it is that you want to do, where you want to go, who you want to become. What are those challenges or problems that you want to solve? Then connect with you know, someone who you know maybe they might be uh, you know, years ahead of you, but they have some guidance and advice to offer. And I think that helps you to kind of formulate ideas that you can put down on paper. And then from there, that helps you to develop that, that plan. And then also as you are beginning to, to go on that journey, on that trek, ensure that you have some really defined, clear goals that you can achieve on a day-to-day -day basis so that you can begin to close that gap from where you are right now to where your vision is. And again, it might seem like it's really, really far away right now, but as you continue to achieve those daily goals, those benchmarks, performance measures, eventually that vision is gonna be closer and closer and closer to the point where you can literally reach out and, and hug it. It'll be physical reality. Excellent. No, that, that's a really practical steps. And also sometime, you know, you know, you, the leader can imagine these visions, but every one of us will face situations where there are a lot of uncertainties. We 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 don't necessarily know how things are going or events arrive that really cloud the future. And that you said in, in your TED Talks that we should never be afraid to take a shot in the dark. And I think a lot of a leaders' lives is love to, to, to take a shot in the dark. Can, can you expand on that? And how, how, do you, how do you go about, you know, making the step when you don't see anything or the vision is clouded? I think a lot of it is just understanding at the end of the day, Number one, it is it is challenging and certainly not to make it seem like it's, it's easy by any means. But yeah, we all find ourselves in different scenarios where it seems like it is bleak, dark, gloomy. It's, it's really tough. But I personally believe that when you are in those spaces, that is the perfect time to really tap into your your courage to keep pushing forward and the reason that I say that is because yeah when you feel uncomfortable and when you feel like you can't see the road ahead there is some there's some growth and there's some development that can be tapped into and I feel like it's probably just it's just growing pains like you're you're excelling you're leveling up you're doing well in the areas that you are that you are engaging in, but life is about progress and moving forward. And sometimes as you move forward, you might, you might find yourself at a dead end or you might find yourself where there is some, some blockage. But again, really tap into that, that courage that exists within all of us and you know, connect with or connect with some other professionals. Maybe they have dealt with similar experiences. Sometimes a lot of it is, again, having a conversation and discussion and getting those things out into the open. And I can't remember what book I was reading, but basically was, was, was talking about how when you, when you speak these things 
when you speak these words aloud and these ideas, they, they now become things. And when it's a thing, it's something that we can, you know, you can hear it. You can, you can, you can, you can see it. You can taste it. You can touch it. It's, it's real now. And so once it's out in the open, now we can start to come up with alternatives and action steps to, to be able to get over whatever this obstacle is. Um, so when you find yourself in these situations, yeah, never underestimate the power of your, your network and your community, because within those discussions and conversations, a lot of people can help you get through those moments. Um, but again, it all starts with you kind of taking that step forward and, and acknowledging that, oh, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a rut right now. I'm in a tough spot and being vulnerable enough to, to, uh, you know, speak about that openly, openly and, and being transparent. And again, you know, again, with your, your network and people who you trust, and obviously you don't want to just, uh, you know, talk to anybody, but, um, yeah. And, and once you can get that feedback and that guidance, the next step is taking a shot in the dark, you know, really just throwing it up and, and, and seeing what happens. You might drain the shot, you might put the ball in the hoop, or you might clang it off of the backboard. But again, if it clangs off, then you just follow those steps again. And let's figure out, all right, well, you know, I tried this. It didn't work. What's another alternative? What's another adjustment or adaptation that we can implement here? so that I can uh, you know, get past this issue. I mean, the biggest thing is continuing to, to have some movement. Don't wanna be stagnant, don't wanna be static. Like we wanna be dynamic. We wanna move forward and figure out how to conquer whatever this challenge is. No, absolutely. So what is your vision these days? What, 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 what do you see yourself five years from now? I know there's always, <laughs> Coming up, what what what's uh, yes, what vision looks like these days. Paris is uh, so Paris is two years away, so not too too far. A lot of my friends are wanting me to implement LA 2028 in my vision. I'm not totally <laughs> sure if if I will do that. I always told myself that I would compete until 2024, and then we'll see what happens after that. I will say that it will be amazing. It will be awesome incredible to be able to end my athletic journey on American soil in Los Angeles. So certainly not, not turning down the, the idea or thought, but we'll just see how Paris, Paris turns out outside of that. I am, you know, in five years, I probably would say, I want, I want to have four books in the stratosphere by that point. So I have one now, and I have another one that's coming out later this year. I think I should be able to knock out a couple more within these next five years. One, the, the couple that I have right now are what I would say are, you know, for, for an older audience, but I definitely want to do more of a, like a children's book. And then I also have an idea for a kind of like a, um, I don't know how I would describe it, maybe like a, a workbook, if you will, that could potentially be used in in the workplace. And uh, so that's definitely going to take a few years to to strategize and kind of um, ideate and figure out how I want that to be positioned and, and roll out. And let me see, I certainly still want to continue to 
to do the speeches because I love going to different companies and, and meeting employees and leadership teams and speaking with them and then also facilitating different workshops and programs. And uh, outside of that, just living life, having a good time, traveling the world and and trying new food and meeting new people. And yeah. Fantastic. Wow, you know, sounds exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so we are, we are getting toward the end of our, our conversation for today, but is there one question that you wish people will ask you, you know, you do a lot of podcasts uh, and uh, what, what's the one question you wish I would have asked you today and how would you have answered it? You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll spin it differently. I, I think that I wish the question that people would ask me a lot of times is, do you need help or do you need assistance? And the reason that I say that is because for me, as someone who's blind, as a person with a disability, you maneuver through the world on this earth. And I think that a lot of people assume that you need help. And it's not always the case. You know, just because that we have a disability doesn't mean that we need assistance. For example, I could be walking around outside and I'm using my cane. So the white cane with the red tip and say from the outside looking in, it looks like I'm about to run into a, a telephone pole when in actuality, I need to tap that telephone pole with my cane because that serves as a landmark. And once I tap the pole with my cane, that lets me know, do I need to continue forward? Do I need to make a left-hand turn, a right-hand turn? Whereas for someone who is on the outside looking in, they might run up to me and say, oh, you know, stop, 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 stop. You're going to hit a pole. And that totally is interfering with my ability to navigate and understand where I am in space. And so I think that being asked, do you need help is, is a very good question. And, and even if you don't have a disability, you might be tackling a, a task or, or a problem or, or a challenge and everything is totally fine. Whereas someone comes in and maybe they try to, you know, they barge, barge in and, and impose and say, oh, well, let me help you with this when in actuality, you might not need any help. And so I think that, uh, I mentioned that question, do you need any help? But then I think that there's a follow-up question, depending on what the answer, uh, the answer that is given to you. So if you ask me, Lex, do you need any help? And I say, no, then it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, he doesn't need any help. That's fine. But if I say yes, then it is your, your response would be, well, how can I help? And I think that's really important because we all like to be assisted differently. There's certain things that you can do that are useful for me. And there's certain things that, that you might feel that you, you need to do and they might be totally unuseful. And so um, what's really happening here is that you are putting all of the, the ownership on me. Hey, Lex, do you need help? I got to answer that question, either yes or no. Boom. When I say, yes, I do need help. Now I'm throwing it back over to you. And your response is, oh, okay, well, how can I help? you're putting the ownership back on me again. And now I have to open my mouth and let you know, oh, well, I need A, B, C, and D. And it just makes the, the interaction very uh, just, just smooth. You know, no one is, is 
you know, saying anything or acting in a way that might come across as, as offensive. And yeah, it just makes it a, a, a very, a very great space to, to operate and really get some, some good work done. No, that, that's, uh, that's so true. You know, in some of the interaction that we've had uh, and what you commented earlier in, in our conversation today, actually talking about the 2015 championship with the crowd trying to encourage you. And then that led to losing the cue from, 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 from your, uh, from your trainer. And then, you know, the example you're giving going on the, on the street and people trying to help, but that, that disturb you. And I think in, in, uh, in the corporate world, in, in, in life in general, the, the, the leader is trying to, to help, but asking the question, how can I help to, to the team and to the organization allows the leader really to, to make sure that the action being taken is going to produce the full, the full result and the expected outcome. How can I help? No, thank you for that. Uh, very powerful question. And um, what are three books you recommend uh, our audience today and, and why? Oh, um, I am going to say uh, this is a fictional book, The Alchemist. Absolutely oh, love, I that, love book. that book. <laughs> um, I love that book because it just really speaks to you know, following your your heart. I think a lot of times we live in a space, we live in a world where you kind of conform to what other people say and what other people are doing. When in actuality, you might there's something that's tugging on you on your heartstrings, and you know you don't really feel complete until you go after that. Um. So the alchemist, I would say, uh, um, start with why, by yeah. Simon Singh. That's a really good book and. You know, of course, like why, like why, why do we do what we do? You know, that's really, that really is. You know, this is a question that led me into developing all these things. You know, I started asking, why do people do what they do? I've always yeah. been fascinated by why do people do what they do? And in that quest of trying to find the answer to that question, you know, I don't, I don't think I'll stop looking for the answer to that question. But it's, it's a powerful one. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Totally is. Totally is. And the last one I would say, I <laughs> so it's not out yet, but I mentioned my book. I'm going to use my book for the third one, which is <laughs> it's entitled No Need for Sight When You Have a Vision. It should be out in, in August. And the, the subtitle, What Blindness Can Teach Us About Risk and Leadership. And so the reason that I want people to read this book is because I think that it's going to give some, some really good perspective. I think it's going to help people expand their viewpoint and again, their, their visual acuity and ultimately help readers to transcend beyond what they currently see and propel themselves into a world of, of infinite vision. I can't wait to read that book, Lex. I'm sure it'll be full of wisdom. Excellent. So where, where, where can we find you in the meantime? Where, where can people find you online? Yep. So I'm, I have my website, lexgillette.com. 
also am on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, basically everywhere. Every platform is is my name. So I'm I'm really creative. This all everything is my name. So Lex Gillette. And yeah, you'll be able to you'll be able to find me. Thank you so much, Lex, for this uh, conversation and all the powerful uh, advice, tips, wisdom that you shared with us today. Really grateful for that. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, Max. And hopefully it was impactful for each of you that's listening. I appreciate it. Thank you. This was the Maxiao Leadership Podcast. Thank you for joining us. To listen to future episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Until next time, keep being the leader everybody trusts and respects.